The All-Star and High Limit deal is done and official, so let's talk about what we know and what's next. It's still Monday, October 23rd. I'm Justin Feather. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. A silly season is blowing up with driver, series, and track changes planned for next year. But first, let's give away some sprint car tickets, shall we? Thanks to BAPS Motor Speedway, I've got a two-pack of free tickets to the Les Stewart Sprint Showdown at BAPS Motor Speedway on November 11th. The energy around Central PA's final sprint show of the season continues to grow as BAPS Motor Speedway will pay out their highest purse in track history. They've also added in a night before the Sprint Showdown Fan Fest. Friday, November 10th is all about the fans with a $500 to win chili cook-off uh, sponsored by CNH Recovery. They're going to have a blazing hot bonfire and a live pre-show hosted by Jeremy Elliott and Mike Mallett of SprintCarUnlimited.tv. Special guest uh, driver interviews are planned. I'm sure Jeremy will have plenty of thoughts to share on Silly Season News uh, as well. Right now, BAPS is offering the fans a chance to purchase one adult general admission ticket with the second adult ticket for just $5 off. Uh, just go to BAPSMotorSpeedway.com to find the Sprint Showdown event link or contact the Speedway direct, uh, directly. Uh, back to the ticket giveaway, though. Please only participate if you live nearby or plan on traveling. Uh, I want to give these tickets to somebody who's actually going to use them. Uh, just comment below that you would like to hit up BAPS Motor Speedway for the Les Stewart Sprint Showdown. The winner will receive two free general admission tickets as well as two free BAPS souvenir t-shirts. If you've already purchased your discounted tickets, BAPS will reimburse you. So don't worry if you've already uh, got tickets, you can still participate anyway. I'll announce the winner of the free tickets on the Wednesday Daily Show. Follow BAPS on Twitter and Facebook for all event times and notifications of drivers expected to compete for the $85,000 purse coming up on November 11th. Uh, this is Daily Show number two. Uh, so if you missed it earlier, we talked to Lucas Finale at Eldora. You can go comment on that. Let me know your thoughts. So check out that Daily Show today. Uh, I wanted to do a bonus episode, though, so we could dive into the high limit acquisition of the All-Stars being officially official. Uh, the release went out around 3 p.m. Eastern time. I had heard late last week that an announcement was probably coming any day. It sounds like things were made official today at the Flow Racing headquarters near Austin, Texas. Brad Sweet already coming off uh, that uh, or already in Texas coming off the Outlaw weekend certainly made that convenient. The release from High Limit, fairly basic, what you would expect. Quotes from Tony Stewart, quotes from Brad Sweet, quotes from uh, Kyle Larson, but not heavy on any other details. Tony thanked his employees and said the time was right to pass the torch to Kyle and Brad. And more announcements about the future for this deal are forthcoming, including the schedule. In a story over at SprintCarUnlimited.com, Jeremy Elliott had some more quotes from both Brad and Tony, and there were a few interesting tidbits in there. Uh, the one that really stood out to me, Tony said, quote, there are some series owners who don't give a flying F about the competitors and their actions have shown that. So for me, if it was going to go to anybody, it's going to go to two guys who are passionate about the sport and its longevity, unquote. Quite the strong words there from Smoke. Tony also said that he won't have any ownership in High Limit or any sort of official role, but he will be available to advise those guys if they would like to ask questions. If you haven't checked out either the release or Jeremy's story, I would recommend doing so. A lot of good details in, uh, in both. Uh, this news has been one of the worst kept secrets all year. Uh, and now that it's finally done, we can start talking about things like, you know, some of the future issues, the schedule, you know, what teams will race on what side and how this will coexist with the world of outlaws. This deal, though, ends more than a year of back and forth about the future for High Limit and the All-Stars. I had heard last year at World Finals that Tony was shopping the All-Stars and that conversations between Tony and the High Limit side had started earlier in 2022. 
And then all through this summer, the deal was on, the deal was off, but it really seemed to pick up steam publicly around the Knoxville Nationals. I initially mentioned it on this show on July 4th when I talked about Donnie Schatz and TSR's future. And obviously, we've talked about it multiple times since then. You know, we've had the, you know, the whole issue with All-Star saying they weren't selling. Uh, you know, we've had, uh, you know, this last Friday or last Thursday show when we talked about the employees being let go. But now that High Limit owns the All-Stars, this clears the way on several fronts. First, the streaming. It makes a lot more sense for Flow Racing to support one 410 series and not two. And I think those that really pay attention saw that the season. High Limit felt much more front and center in 2023 than the All-Stars did on the Flow platform. Flow Racing has been consolidating their offerings anyway, and this makes sense as they pare down to just the most lucrative series and events. It also means one less series to compete with for dates and tracks and drivers. There are already rumblings about which drivers could join which side and what races are being snapped up. Both drivers and dates will be an ongoing battle in this new split world of sprint car racing. I do think the All-Stars would have had a very difficult go of it trying to fit in somewhere between these two national players. And this deal means now they don't need to fight that fight. And Tony is unloaded of this property. I do think, uh, you know, there is some hope out there from certain people that nothing is going to change for the All-Stars, that these two things will stay separate and, and you know, the All-Stars will say what they are. But, um, you know, I don't think that's going to happen here. You know, this, there so many signs are pointing to this going a completely different direction. I don't know about naming or exact details. But I wouldn't be shocked to see technically two championships emerge under this one banner. You're going to have one season-long national series, probably something like 60-ish races, uh, plus the midweek component as its own title. The midweek schedule keeps Kyle involved and racing on flow during the quieter weekdays. But this larger All-Stars high-limit thing will be national. The Gold Cup at Chico, which is now under the control of Brad and Kyle and Kobe Copeland, will no doubt flip to being a high-limit show. That means that there will be a California-slash-West Coast presence for the series. And I think there are some other races that will change as well. Rumors are rampant about other dates, and I'm sure we'll know more in the coming weeks when we get to finally see the full schedule. I think which side, meaning High Limit and the Outlaws, releases their schedule first will be an interesting battle here coming up. As for drivers, we'll see how good of a salesman Brad Sweet is. You know he'll be full-time with this new deal, and we'll see uh, you know, where that leaves his boss, Casey Kane. Casey has tried to go full-time with the Outlaws, but has dealt with injuries and some other issues, so he hasn't really been able to run a full-time schedule. Will he do this? And then can Brad convince any current outlaw teams to also join him? What will the major all-star teams do? And then will someone else jump up and decide to make the move to a national tour that we don't see coming right now? The sprint car driver market isn't done moving just yet either. That's obviously a factor and going to play into this and who ends up in what car could also affect, uh, you know, what cars end up going which side. I think both sides will be presenting their cases and their best compensation packages to teams in the coming weeks. From my own perspective, I do have concerns with all of this. Can the ecosystem here really support two national sprint car series? The kart IRL split was ugly and basically destroyed open wheel racing in this country. When I was a kid, IndyCar was the thing in the US, and now it's a complete shell of what it was, especially when compared to NASCAR. And I'm wondering if that will happen here. You know, everybody talks about Lucas versus the outlaws on the late model side, but there's a lot of mitigating factors. There's way more cars. Lucas has really kind of fronted a lot of the money and really supported that series. Uh, you know, a lot of those events, you know, are, do they make money? Do they not make money? You know, you just don't know about how all of that stuff works on the late model side. And I don't think you can really compare the two here. I think both sprint car sides here will be well-funded. So neither side will bleed out quickly. And what this, uh, you know, what does this mean for regional racing, especially around Ohio? What will happen with things like Ohio Sprint Speed Week? We know some smaller players are already sniffing around there like we've talked about, but we don't know what that future looks like. I do hope everyone involved here on both sides understands the gravity of what it is they're doing. 
because the future of the sport is at stake and it wouldn't take much to really hurt the whole thing. Uh, That's it for now. Uh, Feel free to leave your comments below. This is going to be an ongoing conversation on this show in the coming weeks and months, especially as the picture becomes more clear and as we know more details. Uh, Thanks for rolling back through for this special bonus daily episode. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.